Is Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt one of the most underrated wide receivers in this draft class? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. She is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, Jalen Hyatt, you had a chance to watch him on Monday night. What do you think of this speedy wide receiver from Tennessee? There's not much to dislike about mm. Jalen Hyatt, Marcus. There's uh, like the the biggest knocks on Jalen Hyatt from my perspective and in my notes is that like, I don't know, what would he do against, you know, like it, when it comes to contested catches? I don't know. It's hard to figure out because he'd never uh, like because of his speed, I think just is able to create enough separation that you don't see him making contested catches anymore. So I think uh, my projection is that I, I think he'll find, uh, you know, some, some tighter NFL coverages once he moves on to the next level. But, you know, based on what you've actually seen, like the knocks against him are not really knocks against him because we just didn't really have the opportunity to see him tested uh, in those kind of situations. But it, again, it's kind of like this catch 22. Was he, uh, you know, not tested, uh, you know, in contested situations because he's mm. so freaking good at separating. It's probably a bit of it. it it's hard to give him any knocks. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about his, his value, where we'd like to see him land, all that stuff coming up in, in just a little bit, but let's talk about the, the actual player. I mean, my goodness, if you watch the Alabama game, you think he's the next, you know, reincarnation of Randy Moss. Like, it's just unbelievable how much he dominated some top end competition. I mean, that speed translates, and the NFL loves guys with that type of speed. I think he is a little bit, a little bit of a one trick pony. Like, his game is all based on his speed, but okay, that's a pretty good trick to have. Yeah, it, it's definitely a hard trick to cover. cover. Uh, six foot, 180 pounds uh, up against Alabama. You mentioned uh, six catches, 287 receiving yards, five touchdowns. And that's against a defense that allowed fewer than one passing touchdown per game. Yeah. He had five like that. It, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, 1,267 receiving yards, 15 touchdowns over the course of the season, ranked eighth among FBS receivers and yards per route run. Um he's a deep threat and like for good reason, because when you know he's got the speed to create separation against these opponent opposing cornerbacks. Great. Uh, Cause he's going to do it. Um, but again, going back to like what he accomplished this year, he's got good hands. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is uh, something that I think is, is positive, right. When we're talking about uh, a receiver who's been relatively unproven against uh, like in contested catches situations, we know he's he's got really good hands. Um, he 
can force yards after the catch, especially with that speed. But it, it's definitely his deep, uh, deep ball ability yep. that just makes him shine above the rest. Ranked second in deep yards. Uh, that's on targets of 20 plus air yards or more in the FBS. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you ceiling is high, Marcus. Yeah. First of all, uh, NFL draft scout, which is the absolute best resource when it comes to like looking at projected 40 times, because a lot of times these numbers come from scouts that were at Tennessee's pro day from last year, where a lot of these underclassmen run uh, projected size, six foot on the dot, 185, four, three, four, 40 yard dash. Um, I just I wrote down some project or some similar comps in terms of size. Uh, Kenny Stills, if you remember Kenny Stills uh, with the Saints all those years, a uh, little bit heavier than like a DD Westbrook, but I think the size comp that I think makes the most sense is Chris Olave, six foot one eighty five. He's not the route runner that Olave was coming out of Ohio State, but he does have the same type of speed, which means you have that SEC production. You have that speed. You're over five foot eleven, over 180 pounds. Kate, that's a first round pick. Like I don't care where project people are projecting him right now. He's going to be a first round pick by the time we get to April. Well, he's definitely climbing in mock drafts. I think the the consensus continues to move uh, closer and closer towards the end of the first round, and I don't think that buzz is going to uh, is going to change uh, in the other oh. direction, barring anything unexpected. But um, you mentioned Chris Olave, interesting size comp. I definitely think uh, Olave. We've seen a lot more refinement in terms of his game. He's less of a one-trick pony, correct, uh, yeah. than Jalen Hyatt. So I think that's sort of the differentiating factor. Even though you have a, you know similar size, similar speed, um, Chris Olave, I think, has been tested just a little bit more than Jalen Hyatt. But again, was Jalen Hyatt, you know, not tested? Uh, per my eyes, because he's just that good. I, maybe, but, but like again, I'm just gonna be clear. He's not the route runner that Chris Olave was coming out of Ohio State. That's that's where Olave separated himself as one of the top receivers in the Pat, class. Get it? Separated. Yeah. Uh, but Olave struggled in contested catches. You know, coming out of Ohio State, that's just not where he was good. And he well, actually Olave was very not good at all after the catch. I think Hyatt is better after the catch than Olave is also has some of those same concerns in the contested catch, but you could see where Hyatt would be a of a similar type of player as Chris Olave, and that gets us really excited. Yeah, for sure. There's there's a lot of potential here, and I think um, you know there's going to be a lot of really interesting fits based yes. on uh, where he is projected to be drafted. If he does indeed go at the end of the first round, we know that um, that that's going to be that's you a- know pretty, pretty good teams. Uh, that that's always kind of a, a the trade-off, right? You, you don't maybe go, uh, top 10, but boy, do you go to yeah. uh, some really exciting teams when you're taken at the end of the first round? So it, lots of opportunity there for him. That's what we call a tease for our next segment. Where would be <laughs> the best potential landing spot for Jalen Hyatt? We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 
That's bonus bets back if your bet uh, if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything and anything from money lines to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting uh, sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, you mentioned some potential landing spots for Jalen Hyatt. Let's let's go through some of them now. We project him as, at least in my mind, a clear-cut first-rounder, but it does feel like he's probably going to get out of the top 15, 16 picks. So in that back half of the first round, where do you, you want to see him land? Marcus, there is a range of four straight picks here in the NFL draft, and I think he'd be a great fit for any of them. Picks 25 through 28, Jacksonville, Giants, Cowboys, Bills. Uh, I would love to see him with any of these teams. Probably um, the the fit I'm most intrigued by is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. To, to have mm. him complementing uh, what Christian Kirk brings out of the slot, you have Calvin Ridley, who will be a new addition to the mix, but not necessarily a sure thing, right? He hasn't played football in quite a while um you know this is going to be a new scheme but imagine uh the the way this passing attack could look with the steps forward that trail or with trevor lawrence took uh this past season i think he'd be an excellent fit in jacksonville but my second favorite fit out of all of those would be the cowboys and i'm curious as to your thoughts yeah, Dallas needs a lot more speed on offense. So I do think this makes some sense. He can play on the outside. He can stretch the field a little bit. Dak is not the best deep ball thrower, and that's the only reason that it's not my favorite fit. I actually think he would prefer somebody like a Jackson Smith in Juba or a Zay Flowers or somebody like that. But but I get I like the idea. I like the idea of adding some speed to the Cowboys offense. I will say, Kate, I'm just going to default to saying the Chargers for every wide receiver <laughs> in this draft is my favorite fit. So if, if it's not going to be the Chargers, I mean, how about the Bills, right? Like you give Josh Allen an actual speed threat, somebody who can legitimately run a 4-3, and you put him on an offense with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, and now who's stopping that offense? Like that's that's the one I want to see. Yeah, I think uh, the Bills super super intriguing because uh, you've got Gabe Davis who's who's got you know plenty of uh, explosive plays. He's got a lot of upside, but definitely doesn't have that speed. Uh, ran a four five four forty yard dash. He it definitely uh, doesn't have the sure hands either. Yep. Like this would be uh, you know for Jalen Hyatt to go to the Bills, this would be a uh, kind of a solve for both of those issues. And I think um, more than anything, Gabe Davis was really sort of exposed for those hands this season. And that need became all the more apparent yep. to everybody watching the game, especially the bills. I, I got one more that I want to throw out to you and I want your thoughts. Um, so let's say he does get to the mid twenties. Now we're looking at teams in the second round that could potentially jump up and grab him. What about the Los Angeles Rams? Their first pick is at number 37. Um, 
and actually, I believe it's actually 30. I'm looking at it now. It's actually 36 uh, if you remove Miami, who forfeited their pick. Allen Robinson was a complete whiff, right? Tutu Atwell has a nice role in the offense as this underneath receiver. They have Brandon Powell. Ben Skoranek is just a dude, right? What if you give Matt Stafford an actual deep threat, somebody who can stretch the field? We've seen him with players like this in the past, have some success. Golden Tate, while he wasn't as fast, had great years in Detroit. Titus Young earlier in his career. What about Jalen Hyatt with the Rams? I actually love this fit, uh, and like particularly from a needs perspective. Of course, they have the need. Uh, Cooper Cup will will return, and he will be healthy. Uh, we presume, but I would assume don't they don't have that that field stretching ability. And what I think is interesting about the Rams is just I think schematically it's an interesting fit. Uh, we saw, you know, anytime Hyatt could generate space. Uh, especially seem to be really comfortable finding those sweet spots against zone coverage. Um, I think schematically with the weapons in this offense, with, um, you know, some of McVay's creativity on play calling, I feel like we've lost a little bit of that magic, but I do think that a player of this, this, you know, stature of the speed uh, could reignite some of that creativity could, uh, you know, continue to spread that offense out across the field. Um, 23.3 yards per reception against zone coverage. That's the fourth most uh, tied ridiculous. for the fifth most yards per route run. Uh, second highest passer rating against zone thirds, third most yards after the catch per reception. Like this guy dominated against zone coverages. And I do think if they can uh, get back into some of McVay's creativity um, and play calling and reignite that spirit a little bit, this could be a, a bounce back offense. It, and it's a perfect fit at the Rams because I don't think Jalen Hyatt is going to ever project as like a wide receiver one. I think he's got a lot of Will Fuller to his game. Like if I had to compare him to an NFL player, I think Will Fuller is the best comp, right? But if you pair him with Cooper Cup, who plays in the slot, is one of the most reliable receivers – the Rams do have a, a nice assortment of complementary players between Van Jefferson and Atwell, and you just make Hyatt your, you know, your downfield threat, and you give him three or four targets a game. I can see him having value right away and making that Rams offense just uh, that much more explosive. So we know the Rams are aggressive. I won't be surprised if a team like the Rams move up from the second round to go get maybe one of the best receivers in this class. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just a, a fantastic fit. All right, Kate, let's talk about his dynasty value and where he ranks among the rookie receivers right now and where we would rank him among all receivers going into 2023. All that next. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against my fellow Locked.NFL host. Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers, was actually our Locked On NFL champion. Uh, we'll we'll uh, talk a little bit more about that in a second. But now it's your turn to compete. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true as this game is definitely for you. You're going to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory 
trying to build a dynasty, just like we do in fantasy football. You know, this is perfect. This is a perfect game for you. With the Ultimate Football GM app, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, as well as all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging but realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM app is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to, when you want to. We've created a lockdown league for you to compete against us uh, here in the lockdown world. Can you be the ultimate football GM? Choose the lockdown league in the app store, and we'll see if you can create your football dynasty. Lockdown dynasty listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code lockdown at the game store that is locked on in all caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate GM.com or look it up in the app store. That is ultimate GM.com. The ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Kate. Okay, on Dynasty League Football, Jalen Hyatt is currently being drafted as wide receiver six in rookie drafts, 13th overall. To me, that feels a little bit low. What do you think? It feels low, um, it, especially considering, again, uh, the upside here, right? Like, we know the upside is sky high, but I do think that he's going to be a player that depending on landing spot, we could see skyrocket into top three, top four sure. um, draft position among rookies, but dependent on uh, rookie wide receivers. Uh, but it's, I think his, his overall, uh, once we have the NFL draft in the rear view mirror, I think that's going to be a very big deciding factor on how far we see him climb these draft boards. I agree. Um, landing spot is going to matter for him, right? If he goes, I mean, I hate to say it, but if he's in Baltimore, I just don't love it. And he's being the number two next to Rashad Bateman. It's not a great fit. If he falls to the mid second round and he's kind of log jam for a little bit, I don't love it. And truthfully, a lot of times these speed receivers, the pure speed vertical threats just don't, produce a lot for fantasy they're pretty inconsistent week to week i i just believe in the talent though i think he's a really really good player who could prove to have a lot of value and if you can get him outside of the first round or your rookie drafts if you're doing them now uh i think that that makes a lot of sense uh okay let's let's talk about his overall dynasty value just really roughly i'm gonna give you some names you tell me higher or lower uh elijah moore wide receiver 41 Elijah Moore. Okay. Uh, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver 43. A very similar player. I still think I'll take Darnell Mooney. Okay. Uh, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 46. Tyler Lockett's tough because of of the age. Um, 30 years old, Tyler Lockett. Oh, I'll still probably take Tyler Lockett. If I, if I'm in a competing situation, I'll take Tyler Lockett. If I'm building uh, a new and very young team, I'll, I'll roll with Hyatt. All right. Let's do some rookies from last year. that are all being drafted or ranked in a similar range. Wandell Robinson, Sky Moore, Romeo Dubs. Um, I would take more than, Hyatt than Robinson. I think I would take Hyatt over all of those guys, to be honest, because I think Wandale, Skymore, 
are both really underneath receivers that rely a lot on volume. Um, and while Sky Moore's situation is fantastic, I mean, he didn't really do a lot during the regular season. And even in the playoffs, he caught a touchdown, but that was basically it. So I think I would take the upside there. So you have him ranked around wide receiver 50 in Dynasty right now. Yeah, and that that feels about right. Um, and then uh, sort of as a counterpoint, Marcus, to your note about like uh, Hyatt versus a Wandell Robinson or a Sky Moore who might be more dependent on volume, less on that big playability. Uh, you know, that I, I think is another sort of um, – this goes back a little bit to roster construction for me, right? Like – do you need uh, that over the top? Like is the rest of your roster relatively safe? Um, and right. you you need one of these explosive assets that can absolutely win you a week. But if they put up a stinker, it's not going to, not going to hurt you. Great. Hyatt is probably the right answer there. But if you're looking for foundational players um, that again, maybe are a little bit safer because of potential volume, um, then that might be the tiebreaker there for a Sky Moore or a yeah. Wandell Robinson. All fair points. Uh, we we are big fans of Jalen Hyatt, though. There's not a lot to dislike. It's just we've seen this type of player in the past. Uh, it could be a flash in the pan. Could yeah, be. A, a little volatile, right? Like I think that's mm-hmm. our biggest issue. But I think more than any other player that we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks, feels like landing spot is very, very important to him because, again – if he lands with the Chargers or the Bills, I think we're really, really excited about him. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's there's a lot to like. Uh, there's a lot of questions to be answered. But uh, if you're if you're at this point uh, in in the season, maybe you're doing a dynasty startup ahead of the NFL draft with your rookies, um, you could be getting a true steal for Jalen Hyatt, especially if he ends up in one of these these situations uh, like you mentioned with the chargers or the bills. Um, if you, if that fit comes to fruition uh, and you grab him right around like wide receiver yep. 45 to 50, whoo, yep. you're going to feel good. Uh, again, don't be surprised if his value goes up during the combine, because once he officially runs like a four, three, two and measures in at six foot, people are going to get really excited. We just, we know how that works. Like, we're expecting him to run a four three, but people are going to count it twice when he does it. It's going to happen. So get ready yep. to see his value go up in the next two weeks. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Go check out Kate on Twitter at Kate Matthew. Check out her work on the Gaming Society. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.